I have fully bought in. It is neon key on Coleman season. Also, we got a lot of quotes, a lot of notes from MSU's football practice on Monday. And yeah, Tom Izzo, he's here for life. If there's any question about it, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, my favorite people of all time. Yes, I'm talking about you lovely, lovely folks, the listeners, the viewers of Locked On Spartans. Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked On Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your green and white team five days a week as we are coming in hot to kick off right here if you're listening on Tuesday. We got 17 days until we are screaming out, it's a beautiful day for football again at Spartan Stadium. Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, before we get to kick off against the Broncos, we got a lot of previews to go through, a lot of storylines to go through, and we got a fair share of them today because, oh, yeah, we're talking about one of the most exciting players today in the first segment. Other notes and quotes in segment two. And then segment three, yeah, Tom Izzo is here for life, man. And if there's any question about it, he signed that lifetime contract just the other day. We're finally going to get to it. But before we get to any of that, I just want to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to Lockdown Spartans. Comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know what you're liking the most about this show, what you're liking the most about your Michigan State football Spartans, your basketball Spartans, what have you. Whatever makes you happy, I would like you to do that. So, yes, thank you very much. And also, any questions, comments, concerns, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. All right, I can't contain it anymore. I, I, I just can't contain it anymore. Um, this is the part of the offseason, and you've heard me talk about this, where my delirium is at an all-time high. And I don't think I'm in the minority. I think a lot of fans of a lot of teams from around the country really start to hit peak, peak optimism in, like, Late July, early August, especially mid-August, about our teams. But now, as we're getting closer to kickoff, about individual players as well. And I am bathing. I am drowning. I am backstroking in the Kool-Aid for Neon Keon Coleman. Yes, today at Media Availability, uh, they had Keon Coleman speak to some members of the uh, Spartan Media Contingent. And wow, uh, the... These quotes are all bangers, no doubt about that. So yeah, um, I'm done acting like I'm not getting super excited about this sophomore wide receiver going into his second season. I I'm done playing it coy. Mm -mm. No, we're we're all in on Neon Keon Coleman. So let's get into some quotes that he had today. Now, these quotes, before I read them off, I just want to shout out Ryan Black of Lansing State Journal. He was there at practice. Uh, he tweeted out a bunch of quotes. Also, uh, Chris Solari, Matt Charbonneau uh, for the Detroit News, Detroit Free Press, like, Hey, listen, a lot of beat reporters do a lot of great things at practice, so just want to shout these guys out really quick before we get to the quotes. Now let's get to the quotes. Neon Keon Coleman says he's so confident in himself coming down with a ball in one-on-one -on -one matchups that he doesn't view it as a 50-50 ball. <laughs> he says, quote, going to come down with it nine times out of ten. Tells the quarterback, just throw it. I'll be down there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we like that confidence. Listen, I, it, it's just the nature of wide receivers, right? They're the most confident people, not just on a football field, but any position in any sport that you think of. And Neon Keon Coleman is fitting the mold perfectly. 
But also, I don't think he's just blowing smoke. We'll get to this in a little bit here. Other quotes, though. Quote, when talking about other defenses, they are going to be in a panic for real, trying to game plan against us. And then also, quote, I do feel like I'm due for a breakout season, so we'll be on the lookout for that. First of all, I just love the third person, we'll be on the lookout for that, about his own breakout season. Also, we'll be on the lookout for that. It's kind of in the same tone that your local weatherman says, uh, hey, be prepared for showers this Saturday, uh, be on the lookout for that. But no, it, it's going to be raining receptions, it's going to be raining receiving yards, it's going to be raining highlights because I don't think that this is just some kid ignorantly just, you know, hyping himself up. I think I think Keon Coleman really believes this about himself. And he has great reason to think this about himself and also the wide receiver unit as well. And it's also not just him, too, best of all, because Mel Tucker also spoke with the media today, and he says, quote, Coleman is beginning to realize his potential and show it on the field. Also called him a willing blocker. And then also, if we could throw out another young receiver that Mel Tucker was talking up today, adds that true freshman Jeremy Bernard is also a willing blocker with good hands slash speed as well. So, yeah, my excitement for this wide receiver room, it's it's there. It's it's all the way there. It's 10 out of 10. I can't hide it anymore. I'm not going to, you know, act like, oh, tamper your expectations. No. This wide receiver room is is special. You got Jaden Reed. You have Keon Coleman. You, you have, you know, Jeremy Bernard. You also have Trey Mosley. You got Daniel Barker, the tight end, who has been lighting it up at practice and in their scrimmage. We'll get to him more in the second segment, but mm, this is a special group. And really, too... What I've been hearing, what other people have been hearing too, inside the practice room, the you know the the football facility, if you will, is that Coleman is lighting some people up at practice, and he is every bit of what he was hyped up to be when he came to Michigan State as that four-star receiver last year. Now, a little bit of background here, maybe if you forgot his backstory at all, uh, Keon Coleman from the sunny state of Louisiana. He was rated in that top 400 cutoff for recruits. He was a four-star. And there was, honestly, like people were kind of split on it in the recruiting world. It was like, yeah, the kid's amazing. He has all the measurables. He's fantastic. He should be rated higher. But the other half were like, well, okay, he's also at a very small school in Louisiana, not going up against the best competition. So, yeah, of course he looks good in front of all these other schools. You know, he's just physically outmatching them. Okay, this could be a season where we see the cream rise to the top here. And that first group arguing that, no, he should be rated higher, being correct here. And he's a physical specimen, right? Six foot four, 200 pounds, obviously super athletic. He even scored against Michigan in basketball last year. How many wide receivers can say they've done that? The answer is not a lot, but yes, Keon Coleman is special. And we could be seeing... His specialness, if you will, come to rise here in his sophomore season. And maybe this is me starting to get ahead of myself right now. And this is a take I've been sitting on like an egg in my nest for quite some time, but I think I'm ready to hatch it. And it's that I think Michigan State's wide receivers can be better this year than they were last year. And they were pretty good last year. They were really good last year. You had Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor, Trey Mosley. That was your trio that you set out for most of the games, unless Naylor was injured, uh, of course. 
Jalen Naylor goes to the NFL. He's a late-round selection to the Minnesota Vikings. And yes, it sounds crazy that the wide receiver room could improve when the only guy you lost is someone that went to the NFL. But hear me out. Entertain this conversation with me here for a little bit. Um, I just it, it, They are two different receivers, right? Jalen Naylor, speedy Naylor, if you will, standing in at six feet tall. But obviously didn't have to be a physically imposing presence to let defenses know who he is. Uh, Keon Coleman, a little different. Big-bodied, muscular build. It's a different look that Michigan State is going to be giving the secondaries this year just with that one additional player. Also, you get an additional year of Jaden Reed, another year older, another year wiser. Same with Trey Mosley, who was great last year. And when you add in Malik Carr coming back for a strong second year in a Spartan uniform, Daniel Barker, the transfer from Illinois at tight end, who by all accounts from everything I've heard has been doing outstanding for Michigan State. This could be a really dangerous unit, and I think that Keon Coleman is going to be a reason they are this good. Now, it's up to the rest of the offense to make sure this matters, right? I mean, hey, Peyton Thorne, can you get the ball to these guys? I think he could. I don't see why he couldn't. I think he, I think very highly of Peyton Thorne. Uh, the offensive line, can you protect Peyton Thorne? Make sure that he can give the ball to these guys. Make sure you give enough time to these receivers to run their route. So, yes, so high in the wide receiver room. But, hey, you all got to stay tuned, see how it actually unfolds in the regular season. But right now, the delirium that I'm at right now, the, the high that I'm riding is not just for, you know, the, the win-loss total. But, oh, boy, I think that this could be a top three receiver room in the conference. And everything that we heard out of practice on Monday, whew, that's adding some gasoline to these flames right now. And uh, we got some more quotes, some more notes from practice on Monday that we will get to in a hot second. But first... It's got to talk your lovely ears off about betonline.net. Woo! All right, gang. BetOnline, they have you covered, obviously, this summer. You know, they took care of you for golf season. They took care of you for MLB season. And also, they're going to take care of you for football season. Go check out their laundry list of future bets that they have, whether it's NFL, whether it's college. Like, which running back is going to run for the most yards? You know, they have props that many sports books that you will find elsewhere on an app just quite simply do not have because bet online yeah they're number one but they're also the greatest in creativity as well for your betting needs they make life fun when you are wagering on sports find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf that's right my favorite sport to bet on bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting Scores and podcasts, they have you covered top to bottom. So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device, learn more about the trends in action. That is at Bet Online where the game starts. And before starting this second segment here with uh, quotes and notes from MSU's practice today, hey, just want to thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All righty. So. This past Saturday, there was a scrimmage that Michigan State had, and typically, Mel Tucker likes to be a guarded guy, right? Doesn't really like to say a lot, doesn't give out depth charts, if you will, but he was able to say some things. The The, the lovely media contingent of Michigan State was able to squeeze some juice out of that orange, and, well, let's just talk about it. What happened at this scrimmage on Saturday? Well, first and foremost... Mel liked what, liked what he saw, he said. So, 
that's good when you're less than three weeks out of your first game that the head coach isn't, you know, saying that, oh, yeah, we're unprepared, we are not ready, we're actually seeing if we can reschedule the first game because we're just not ready. No. He, he knows that time is ticking. He made a comment on it on Monday that, yeah, uh, we don't really have a lot of time to waste, but from the scrimmage, by all accounts, he was very pleased about what he saw. So if Mel's pleased, okay, I'm pleased. Uh, he also made a mention to the running game and mentioned that Jalen Berger averaged nearly five yards per carry during Saturday's scrimmage. So that two-horse race to who's going to be the starting running back when we kick off against Western Michigan, that, that's still a conversation between the Colorado transfer, Jarek Broussard, and then Wisconsin transfer, Jalen Berger. Look, at the end of the day, I think the, the carries will be split pretty evenly for the first game, maybe first few games, probably all season, really, since they have two different running styles. But, hey, we've got some nice comments about Jalen Berger coming out of Saturday's scrimmage as well. Also, uh, Tucker didn't comment on this, but just through the grapevine, you just hear things, and this isn't anything you know earth-shattering. I'm not going to break you news that's going to have you falling out of your chair or driving off the road, hopefully. But uh, it's that, yep, it is Noah Kim. And Kaden Hauser are neck and neck for that backup quarterback job. Uh, Hampfey, from all accounts, kind of falling behind the pecking order, but that's what it is. Oh, and get ready for it. Make sure you're sitting down for this one. All right. Peyton Thorne is uh, still a starting quarterback. So that's uh, another quarterback note from the scrimmage as well. And uh, they will also scrimmage again this upcoming Friday. Again, I don't really know how much we'll be able to find out or learn, but yeah, that's just Michigan State's life. Coming up this week is another scrimmage coming up on Friday. Also, some other notes taken away from the scrimmage. Uh, Mel Tucker said Ben Van Sumeren is, quote, really coming on at linebacker. So, that's another talented name that you could just add to that room of guys that will make an impact at the linebacker position. No shortage of guys here. You've heard us say their names over and over again, but let's just do it one more time. Uh, Jacoby Winman, the super athletic transfer from UNLV. Aaron Brule, the awesome transfer from Mississippi State. You have Darius Snow, who will now be a linebacker. Cal Halliday as well. Ma, now Teote. And now Ben Van Sumeren is making a name for himself. This is his second year in a Michigan State uniform. Of course, he transferred from that school down the road. Didn't play a ton last year. Uh, he did get that start against Western Kentucky after, I believe it was Cal Halliday, um, had the targeting call. Maybe I'm getting some information mixed up there. Regardless, he played a little bit of linebacker last year, but really was on special teams for a good chunk. Now that he's got another year in the system, starting to come along here pretty well. And uh, that, this was a guy, too, if you've been listening to this podcast for this long uh, from last offseason. First of all, God bless you. Second of all, it was shared throughout the weight room that Ben Van Sumeren puts up insane numbers in the weight room. So for him to take all that now and not just be you know a weight room hero, now he can be a, a solid linebacker, that's great. So that's just, yet again, another option that you can add to who can star at linebacker this year. How do they use them? Who's to say I, short run-stopping situations perhaps, but it, yeah, that's just another guy out there. And you're if you, if you weren't feeling good, about the linebacker room already, which, how dare you, this is a great, great group. Now I bet you're feeling really, really good about what the linebackers have in store for this upcoming season. Um, Mel Tucker said that uh, Daniel Barker showed out during the scrimmage. Again, just talked about him last segment. That's no surprise. Uh, it's just as a matter of how fast he can learn this playbook. 
to get himself on the field and be as dynamic as humanly possible. But all signs are pointing to, yeah, Daniel Barker is absolutely a dog that you can get excited about this upcoming season. And he also said that uh, Peyton Thorne was, quote, steady. So, again, that honestly, if I could come up with one single word to describe Peyton Thorne, steady is probably it. And just more of that during Saturday's scrimmage right there. Now, this is a concern that yeah, I, I've had, that I've voiced throughout the offseason. I'm sure it's one that you've had as well. And it is the, the kicker competition. And Tucker was asked directly about that. Says, quote, it's too early to say for sure how many guys we are going to use. We're not clear right now who's going to be the guy, but we still have plenty of opportunities to find out. Adds that he's, quote, encouraged with what he's seen. Now, there is some mystery around that right there. And while I am thrilled, happy, a little sigh of relief here, at the last part of the note here that he is, quote, encouraged with what he's seen... I have a hard time 100% believing that if we are less than three weeks away from the season and we're still wondering who the kicker is going to be or if there's going to be multiple kickers to start the season until it gets ironed out closer to Big Ten play because, look, if you're a football fan, you've heard this quote many times that if you have two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks, you really have zero. I think that absolutely checks out for kicking as well. And it really checks out when you are replacing the guy that was here for about 16 years in Matt Coglin. And now you have, okay, true freshman, highly regarded freshman, but still a true freshman at the end of the day, Jack Stone, or you have Stephen Rusnak. Those are the two kickers, I would assume, that are in the driver's seat for this starting kicking job. So, yeah, hey, I get it. It's just kicking. Oh, they do extra points, and they kick for three points every once in a while. Like... How many games did Michigan State have last year where kicking was a big deal or could have been a big deal? You know, I think of four at the top of my head, and I mean, hey, that's pretty standard for a football season. So, uh, yeah, st- stay tuned there. Um, and also, two other quick notes. Mark D'Antonio was back at practice today. Uh, he did not address the team, it was uh, reported, but, of course, still talked to tons of players. Um, yeah, he's, he's happy to be back in East Lansing. Players always happy to see him, and it's always good to see that you know the relationship between Mark and Michigan State is strong. I, mean, I didn't necessarily have questions that it would be or doubts that it would be rather, but uh, it was a turbulent ending to his tenure. Of course, the abrupt uh, retirement in that February that we will never forget anytime soon. But yeah, it's by all accounts happy guy. Michigan State's happy to have him back. So yeah. And, Interesting, uh, you know, he didn't address the team. I, I think he looks at Mel Tucker and the whole program. It's like, yep, this isn't mine anymore. I know I've done wonderful things here. I pretty much built this program back up before, you know, little hiccups at the end happened. But, hey, it's in great hands now. So, yeah, uh, Mark just merely being a observer during practice. So, God, awesome. Love you, Mark. Uh, and then also the last note that we have, uh, the first AP poll of the season came out today. One week after the coaches poll came out, and Michigan State is ranked 15th in the AP poll. They're ranked 14th in the coaches poll. Really, all that happened uh, is that they flip-flopped with USC. In the AP poll, USC is 14, Michigan State 15. Last week, it was the opposite. Spartans were 14, Trojans were 15. So, 
How about that for uh, some Big Ten on Big Ten crime there. Uh, now, we will be switching sports up here in a hot second. We're going to talk about basketball and Tom Izzo's new contract. But first, just got to pay some bills here in a hot second, so let's do that right now. Uh, once again, I'm going to suggest, recommend that everyone sit down for this one because this is earth-shattering news. Because you, you always save earth-shattering news for the third segment of a podcast. Uh, all right, you guys ready for this? So let's get a drum roll going. Hey, Tom, this was going to be here uh, for life. That's, yeah, I know. Flooring news. I'm sure you didn't expect this in 100 years, but yes, Tom Izzo is here for life as he basically renewed his I'm in East Lansing for life and there's nothing you could do about a contract uh, late last week. So I believe this broke out on Friday or Thursday, whatever day it happened. Uh, we're just getting to it now because, okay, one, if I could be serious for a hot second, uh, it's not that surprising, right? Uh, and then number two, a lot of news to go through, and also we had our offensive breakdown with Stephen Brooks yesterday, so go listen to that show. But yeah, let's talk about Izzo's here-for-life contract uh, that was signed. It is a renewed five-year rolling contract that will have him paid at $6.2 million per season, which has him sitting in the top five of highest-paid coaches in the nation, as he should be probably, because in case you forgot, Tom Izzo... Excuse me, pardon me. <clears throat> Hall of Fame coach Tom Izzo uh, has done wonders here at Michigan State. And listen, I get it. I voiced it many times. I haven't been too jazzed with the last two seasons, you know, just kind of limping into the NCAA tournament. But what, what about the rest of the sample size, right? How about having eight Final Fours to his name where the second best coach actively has five to his name? Like, this is... This is what we have. This is what we got. Okay, that's a pretty good life then if you're a college sports fan. Uh, yes, he will be 68 years old in the middle of next season, but okay, he ain't recruiting like a guy that's 68. He's not talking like a guy that's 68. I mean, whenever he's asked about retirement, he always says that, oh, you know, I got re-energized or so-and-so, and it appears that this is the truth. And this is a nice quote that President Stanley had as well. Uh, mentions that, you know, 12 years ago, Tom Izzo, when he turned down coaching LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, that he is a Spartan for life. And then so he reiterates that. And then President Stanley also adds, quote, he is a committed Spartan, full of pride for all that we do for our athletics programs and student athletes, but also for our academic programs and every single student on our campus. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, we are all grateful for his continued leadership at Michigan State. Could not have said that any better. Um, look, Tom Izzo, if it's not Sparty being the head of Michigan State, it, it's it's Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo is the de facto mascot of Michigan State. He is MSU. He is Spartans. Like, that's what you get. And all things considered, yeah, really, really good figure to have at the top of your athletic department and school. Really, right? I mean, breed success, but also if you ever had a run-in with him, it's probably a very pleasant experience. Um, yeah, I've been very fortunate to bump into him a few times. Not saying that we have each other's phone numbers and I'm on his Christmas card list, but, you know, the handful of times where I've said hello, chummed it up with him for a quick 15 seconds. Pleasant guy. And just think how much he's inundated with jokers like me that want to talk to him every single time they run into him at, like, a QD or a Meyer or something like that or a tailgate. Like, no, this guy always has his best face on. 
He's always in front of the fan base, too. I mean, how many his own campouts does he have to go to to let you know that, oh, yeah, this guy's got the energy to hang with the college students, too. But, yeah, it's uh, a welcome sight. And I got to say, this probably really helps with the fact that the timing is all around this awesome, awesome, awesome recruiting class for 2023. If you are not a recruiting head, uh, I'll just break it down for you really quick right now. You have four-star guard Jeremy Fears, four-star Garrick Norman, four-star Cohen Carr, and then top three recruit in the whole country, Xavier Booker. Right now, Michigan State has the third best recruiting class in the nation. This is the best since they've had it in 2016. So yes, this is a rejuvenation for Izzo. The five-year rollover is just further commitment that, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And, oh, if you think this is lip service, I've got a recruiting class that proves that I'm not going anywhere because, yeah, I'm out here killing it. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm not riding off to the sunset anytime soon. So, yeah, this is uh, this is great. And not only has he rejuvenated uh, himself, you know, the Michigan State program recruiting, but he's rejuvenated a lot of fans like myself right now. Listen, if you've heard earlier podcast episodes from this offseason, I wasn't thrilled with the lack of transfer portal additions as they're going into a season with nine, maybe ten scholarship players you can reasonably play. But you also win me over. (laughs) When you recruit this good, when you have a future this bright for 2023 and 24, and also, too, I mean, obviously it's not just me that's excited. Like, you got guys like Jake, who emailed us at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com with the header... How many natties will a 2023 recruiting class win? And then I click on the email and Jake answers his own question with, I'm thinking three or four. Now whether Jake is just, you know, being a little sarcastic or joking around, that's neither here nor there. Because I don't know if he's being sarcastic. That's how much Izzo has fired up this fan base where natty talk is back for those two seasons of the 2023-24 season. And also, things could be looking good in 24-25 Uh, if some of these guys stick around as well, if recruiting stays as hot as it is for that cycle as it is the previous one. So, yeah, he's here for life. He has earned it 100%. I know that the last two years have not been great, but you look back at his prior two decades of work, you get to be here as long as you want. You get the Pope sentence here. You get the Supreme Court justice term here at Michigan State you do it until you keel over. Now, whether that's next year after a ref misses a three-second call in the paint, or if it's just from natural causes at the age of 147 years old, because that's that's how long I see him making it now. <laughs> because, God, he seems immortal. Um, hey, however long you want to stay here, Tom, it's pretty obvious that that's what you're going to get, and rightfully so, because uh, you've put Michigan State basketball on the map and just a great figure all around. And, oh, yeah. Doesn't hurt when you're a Hall of Fame basketball coach as well. So there you have it. Uh, Gang, on tomorrow's show, we'll have a lot more basketball talk, actually. We're going to be talking hoops recruiting of, I'm sorry, with the director of Sports Illustrated Basketball Recruiting. That's going to be a great chat tomorrow for a full 30 minutes. And then, yes, as we ride off into the rest of the week, just keep it tuned here. Any breaking news that happens, any other notes and quotes that drop, we got you covered as we are coming in so hot to football, no one can believe it. So keep it tuned here, Locked on Spartans. Also, if you want a second listen, Locked on Big Ten with my guy Nate Dickinson, showing you all the ins, all the outs of the upcoming football season for the conference. But until then, gang, love you all.
Enjoy the rest of your week and go green.